rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. This is Tara Devlin. I see some of you are there. I could see you. I see people on the stream. That's great. This will substitute for, for Tara Buster on the weekend because I'm going to the, the Minds event. The, uh, let me see, IRL dot minds dot com backslash new jersey new dash jersey i mean there's a lot of a lot of instructions to get to this url it's a panel i'm on a panel called uh well it's called minds new jersey philadelphia ending racism violence and authoritarianism one day 20 speakers endless discussion i'm one of the speakers this is on saturday the 31st my panel is called The Great Migration, a discussion on digital and physical immigration. So I'm going to be on the panel with a few right-wingers and some normal people like me. And I mean liberals, progressives, normal people. Uh, we're getting some press about it, apparently, because lefties, uh, and not Antifa, yeah, Antifa, are getting mad. They think that some of the panelists are might be Nazis, I don't know about that. I asked if there were Nazis on the panel. Not on my panel, they said, but maybe there are. Nowadays, how can you tell, really? What's the difference between a Republican and, an, and a Nazi nowadays? When you have a fascist squatting in the White House praising dictators, he's clearly got a case of dictator envy. How can you tell? He calls Nazis very fine people. He acts like a Nazi. He uses the old Nazi Lugan Press f- fake news. He div- tries to divide. He kicks down on, on the vulnerable and the politically unconnected. He's a racist. He's a liar. He shares all of the characteristics of some of the most disgusting fascists that the human race have, has had to deal with in our entire history. Since we crawled out of the primordial ooze, we've been dealing with 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 people who are who can't function you know what i mean they can't function in a liberal democracy they can't function in a democracy they're not capable of it they they lack the the manners because you never know will we still be here will there still be an an america will there still be an earth god knows i'm not kidding when you have twitler wanting to blow up hurricanes with nuclear bombs uh obviously there's a problem and we allow it to continue this is what really pisses me off about the the opposition party the democratic party i, I of course yes let's go through the uh, the obligatory vote blue no matter who i'm on that camp vote blue no matter who we have to stem the bleeding we have to stop the bleeding but there there are problems in the democratic party you know i i mean there, but there's so many. The, what's going on in the Republican Party is, is an offense to the sole future and the uh, and the future of the uh, whether we have an inhabitable planet or not. So, but I believe that we need real fundamental change. We go through this a lot. I go into my, you know, I'm afraid of uh, that the it's happening again that the Democrats are pushing another safe candidate on us. They think, I don't know where we got this notion that 
our our job as Democrats is to court Republicans, disaffected Republicans. Fuck them. That's what I say. Why are we courting them? These are people who can't function in democracy. These are whiners. You know what I mean? Like this Sonny Perdue this week, he he's an asshole. Uh, but that's who they voted for. Somebody who who lied to their face, right? I mean, they didn't vote for Sonny Perdue. They voted for the for the authoritarian, envying, you know, well, uh, asshole, fascist. Well, he's a fascist. I was going to say fascist wannabe. He's not a fascist wannabe. He's a fascist. He thinks democracy is weak. That's what he. It's pesky and annoying. You see what I'm saying? It, but he. It's the opposite. Everything that he thinks. That's why from for since I became politically aware, I've notice that everything that Republicans talk about is is the exact opposite of what they do and what they are. So every day is like you're living in freaking Superman's bizarro world if you're living under Republicanism. Well, at least the way that they, they lie to your face. Everything, every day is, is opposite day. When they say that something is weak, that means it's strong. So if you are, it, I mean, for, for instance, it's weak to be, uh, to take babies and rip them out of the arms of their mothers uh, and it's weak to kick down on people seeking asylum in the country of uh, in a nation of immigrants especially when you're a party when your your country was instrumental in writing the laws for, for migrants so those seeking asylum would would have the have the right to present themselves at, at a border and say, I am seeking asylum. I want my day in court. So another Holocaust would never happen again. But what does that matter to, to fascists? It doesn't. They are doing the same thing to the, to the migrants at the border that, that, uh, that Hitler did to the, to the Jews and to the other minority groups that got in the way of his agenda. And, you know, um, it, it takes... It takes somebody with strength to function in democracy because you have to, you know, you have to compromise. You have to find, um, you know, I mean, you have to find common ground, but you also have, you also have to start from a position of, of an, an understanding that you both really want the same things. That, and I, I believe perhaps I'm mis, misguided, but... At one time, there were conservatives, perhaps like Eisenhower, who believed in a strong, economically vibrant working class, but had different ideas of how to make that happen. But that's a very, he's a very rare case. I think he's probably an outlier because every Republican who's squatted in the White House since Eisenhower has, is there illegally in my opinion, and not even in, in just my opinion. And if we could lay out that case, they committed treason, not, and not just once or twice. Nixon committed treason. Reagan committed treason. They, they both went behind the back of the sitting president to negotiate with our quote-unquote enemies to prolong wars, to g give them backroom deals, say, hey, just hold on, keep this war going. So it's because it's good for my political campaign or with Reagan, keep those hostages because it makes Jimmy Carter look weak. And is that the right of should a private citizen, regardless of whether they're they're uh, they're running for the president, that's a private citizen. Should that person 
go behind the back of the president and negotiate with en our enemies who are holding American citizens hostage? Because the Republicans don't give a shit what trauma they inflict on other human beings, especially other Americans. They don't care. Uh, uh, forget it. They have, you see, that's the thing about Republicans. They, they're always talking about, I mean, I'm talking about the Republicans in power, the ones who are, they're the grifters. You know, they're, they're, they manipulate the dumbasses who vote for them over and over again. And like, for instance, the, uh, you know, the, the, the farmers who are now feeling the sting of the lash of the policies that they voted for. But what if it, it were somebody else? That's the other thing. The thing that I always think about with Republicans, that never, it, it, it never, um, they never, they never seem to be able to put themselves in the shoes of others. So if it were some other industry, let's say, that were under attack, that were feeling the, the pain of Twitler's ineptitude, I mean, we all are, right? But they, they in particular, farmers are going bankrupt, they're losing their, their, uh, their contracts with uh, their Chinese vendors and all this other shit, and a lot of them are in trouble. And then what does, does uh, Twitler's Secretary of Agriculture, I can't talk, Agriculture, do? He mocks them. Because that's, see, that's the thing. Like uh, AOC said, and what other people are saying, that they are now saying the quiet part out loud. Now they just can't help it. They, they are free. It's the, it's the Nazis marching through the streets saying Jews will not replace us. That's their, they feel emboldened. Same thing with Sonny Perdue. When he, he, he was trying to tell, make, a, I guess, he heard that uh, that when you give a speech, you break the ice with a joke. But usually you don't mock the very people you're pretending to represent, right? But Republicans, they don't even, they have no uh, reason to even pretend anymore that they're representing people. And the same thing with Mitch McConnell, all of these Republicans, they don't give a shit. That's why Mitch McConnell can sit on bills, sit on these gun, uh, these uh, gun control bills, where whatever it may be, where even the the entire, where most of the population, even Republicans, even people who aren't normal like Republicans, uh, they agree. Okay, black background checks on gun purchases, but the McConnell can sit on that bill because he doesn't even have to pretend he's working for the people. If we, do you think he would sit on a bill that the fucking Koch brothers would give him, right? Or, or, uh, Sheldon Adelson, if that's, if that Skeletor looking creep, creep keeper came rolling in on his, on his, whatever the hell uh, contraption he's, he's using to get his, to haul his dead ass carcass from point A to point B, do you think if he came rolling into Mitch McConnell's office and said, I want you to do this, and uh, what do you think McConnell would do? He'd sit on that bill? No, he'd say, yes, sir. He'd jump to it. What, what else can I do for you? <sighs> but that's because we're not living in a functioning democracy. We're living in, uh, we have a lot of fine founding documents that that have a lot of flowery language in it, but you can't, you can't actualize those dreams of the founders as racist ass as they were and, you know, products of their time as they were. 
But, you know, you can't have any of that. Uh, any um, pursuit of happiness, uh, e pluribus unum, forget it. Not under conservatism. E pluribus unum, my ass. Every man for himself, every woman for himself, every, per- every white person, every gay person, every black person, every whatever it may be. All, you're in, you're all alone, honey. Sucks to be you. Oh, you got cancer? Too bad. Cut your diabetes medicine in half, whatever. The, uh, you know, hey, I got mine, sucker. That's the new e pluribus unum. We should uh, translate that into Latin and start really, uh, if we had the courage to really look at ourselves. But, but um, let's not lose all hope, I suppose. I'm saying this to myself, too. Because the fact is, Republicans are, they're in the minority. We know that. But they're, the only reason they hold power is because of their dirty tricks that they have gerrymandered and rigged and voter suppressed their way into power so that Republicans receive fewer votes and still remain in the majority. That's bullshit. When are we going to do something about it? And when I was going off in the beginning about the Democratic Party, the, the I know, look, Francis Jr. Jr. in the background. Yes, he's wearing a cone again. He's licking himself again. What can you do? Poor thing. But, um, yeah, the Democratic Party, um, what, it's, uh, they, don't, they, they don't get off scot-free either. So w- we have to look at ourselves and really not give the Democrats a pass just because they're not, they're not outright fascists. You see, Democrats really do believe in, I, I mean, maybe I'm being naive here. I was going to say they really do believe in democracy. You can't say, I guess, as a whole, not everybody, because I don't think it's okay that we have money in politics. I believe that all Democrats should believe that, too. Most the, of the up-and-coming Democrats, the, the, the new Democrats that, are, that got the, that, um, you know, like AOC, and uh, the younger Democrats, I believe that they do believe that for the most part. And I hope that being in that corrupt system doesn't, doesn't change them. But the fact is, um, you know, Nancy Pelosi, why are we letting this continue? You, what do you think Republicans would do if, if Barack Obama suggested blowing up a hurricane with a nuclear bomb? What do you think would happen? Mamma mia. Anyway, I need a drink. And I'm using Bob's mug. Okay? Head on dot live. Bob Kincaid. So, what else? Um, yeah. Become a patron. I forgot to say that. We all know, though. But if you don't say it, then people who just come to the show, or they don't know the show, they're like, oh, can I help the show? Maybe I will. Can I be a patron? Yeah, do it. Go to patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, and you're becoming a patron. You're also helping RDT Daily, which is our, our liberal site where we have writers that write in original content. So we need all the help we can get out here in this world. I had a very, I mean, I'm a little crabby. I'm just crabby. I call this the therapy hour. Well, it's not an hour. Now it's two hours. But therapy for the resistance. And I thank you because it really is my therapy. It's, it's, not, it's not easy out there. 
in the world. Everyone is on edge. Yeah, do you notice that about this country? This country is fucked up. The people who live here are all suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. And there's there, nobody, uh, there, there is a mentality, it feels, out there of everyone for themselves. You know, people just don't know how to behave. You know what I mean? And I'm, the reason I'm bringing it up is because when I got, I was riding my bicycle home this evening to get to the, do the show, to get back here to do the show, and some guy ran into me with his bicycle and almost fell. I didn't fall. I actually had an accident last week. Somebody ran into me and I did fall. But he was on a, one of these electric, electric m- m- bicycles. It's not even a bicycle. It's not, what are you doing on, in the bike lane? But whatever. And at least he, you know, he stopped. And he was, are you okay? Whatever. I'm all bruised up, but whatever. At least he stopped. The other guy, today, I was riding. He ran into me, you know, whatever, not paying attention. He just clipped me. I didn't fall. But instead of saying, oh, sorry, he just takes off with the fucking finger in the air. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? This is where we live. That's, is that a normal response to uh, doing something where so it's like, you run into me and uh, that's what you do. Th- but that's how fucked up this country is. Do you know what I mean? So riding off with a finger in the air, that, that's the new, oh, sorry. What, what's wrong with saying, I'm sorry? I don't understand that. Because if I, honestly, I realize I'm not perfect, obviously, but if I ran into somebody, I would say, oh my God, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? It's my first instinct wouldn't be to pedal off with my finger in the air. It's fucked up. It's just a fucked up way to behave. And it made me think about how fucked up this this world is and how people are just crazy. And they're not thinking there's no unity if you have respect for your fellow human beings, you don't behave that way, right? You don't, um, yeah, not that everybody's perfect, right? But I just see it as a symptom of a bigger issue, which everybody is stressed out. Nobody can retire. People are working three uniquely American low-paying jobs. No one, there's no unity. When they, this country, it, it is founded on such great ideals like e pluribus unum, out of many one. We're in this together. That's what that means. We don't leave people behind. We stick together, we win. That's what that means. But when you don't think that you're, that we are together, that's how you behave. Everybody's like, well, uh, you know, F you, F you, F you. There's no... You know what I mean? There's no, where's the humanity? That's why we can have um, a country where the media pundits who are making millions of dollars are on television telling other, telling us, the working class, that's who they're, they're, they're proselytizing to, right? They're, they're trying to preach this religion of greed, saying, oh, uh, everyone is so upset at Medicare for all, how dare you take away their private health insurance? And what about the union members who negotiated their health insurance? So it doesn't matter that millions of people have no health insurance. A handful of union workers who are now down to, thanks to the Republicans and people like Joe Scarborough, who constantly harp on this, 
that, that thanks to Republicans like Joe Scarborough, the, that, they're, that we're now down to 5% unionized workforce. But instead of worrying about the millions and millions of people that are, are left behind with nothing, the people that are cutting their diabetes medicine in half and dropping dead on the way to their third uniquely American low-paying job with no benefits and no security and no retirement, that I, this is happening in this country. And I don't get it. I don't understand how we think that this is a, a normal way to behave and not just talking about the guy on the bike but i mean in general when i hear tim ryan a so-called democrat has some good things to say he's always so oh so pro-union but does that but does being pro-union mean that you're anti fuck everybody else i mean that's that's uh, so you're pro-union but everybody else sucks sucks to be you i got mine jack what so what's the point why even do anything? Why have a country? We might as well be living in Liberland, you know, the uh, the libertarian paradise. Why? Uh, why is it that they uh, on on 9/11 we hear, oh, we would move heaven and earth to, because we were attacked to say uh, if we could save one American life, we'll we'll move er- mountains. Bullshit. Uh, uh, but we won't do a goddamn thing about the millions of people that are left behind in many situations, including without health care, without education, without a living wage, without retirement. We should be ashamed of ourselves. And that's, this is why they, that's how they win. So that, that little incident that I had on my way back home is, that's, that's what I see. I see a country divided. And, I mean, obviously people are suffering with their own shit. You know what I mean? So I don't know what's going on in that person's life. How he was raised. What? Obviously he's not, you know, a happy person, let's say. So, but, and there's many factors. Who the hell knows what, what, is, what is happening? But it's, it also is, is like the world is our mirror. You know what I mean? When we go out and we interact with each other. And it says what, uh, that that's, that kind of shit's okay. You know, and it's, and it's epidemic. It's not just that. We see it all the time. It's not just one incident. It's not like we, have, we can all sit around and tell stories like that. And I see it as a real problem. It's when we start, it, it's part of dehumanizing each other and not seeing each other as valuable also, uh, humans worthy of respect. You know what I mean? We should all respect each other as fellow countrymen. That's what it means to be a patriot. That's what patriot means. That you, that you care about your fellow citizens. And your fellows. Forget about it. But there's so much shit. Like I just saw this, this article. I'm trying to find it now. This lady. It, it's so vile. I, and I can't, I, I don't know it, it, where I live half the time. Uh, does this happen in other countries? This, um, where was it? Oh, yeah. Video shows woman giving birth in a Denver jail cell alone with no assistance. She suffered a day of unnecessary terror, pain, and humiliation going through childbirth alone as employees in the jail heard her screams. Isn't that fucked up? 
Um, how do you leave a pregnant woman in a jail cell giving birth by herself? And you don't call an ambulance? You don't call a fucking doctor? A Denver woman gave birth alone in her jail cell. This is from NBC News. Without any help from on-duty nurses and deputies. As surveillance, surveillance, surveillance camera, cameras captured the entire experience according to a federal lawsuit filed Wednesday. Diana Sanchez... Well, there you go. I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Welcomed her baby boy into the world on July 31st last year on what should have been the happiest days of her life. Day of her life. One of the happiest days. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Her suit filed at the U.S. District Court says. Instead, it was a day of unnecessary terror, pain, humiliation that continues to cause her ongoing emotional trauma. Yeah, it would get me too. You, you, you're crying out for help, and nobody cares. You're having a baby. You're having a human being, another human. You're a human. There are other humans in earshot, and they don't give a shit that you are suffering. It's like, it's like these uh, Sandra Bland, who died in a jail cell. I don't know. They say she killed herself, but there's, there's a uh, speculation on that. She gets pulled over for a traffic violation and then ends up in jail because she's not appropriately uh, um, uh, obsequious. What's the word? Uh, it's not obsequious. Appropriately subservient to her fascist masters or deferential. So uh, the video of the incident was supplied by NBC News. Okay, whatever, whatever. I've, I don't know if you've seen this. Yes, subservient. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You guys, if you're not if you're not joining us live, you're missing out on the on the awesome chat and the the people in the chat. We're it's growing. We have a lot of new people, and we have the same old you know the standards that are there, the rocks. So that are basically the the producers of the show. They help produce the show. They help me when I can't speak. They, they help find um, sources. You know what I mean? So it helps. Um, let's see. The plaintiff, now 27, was booked into De Denver County Jail on July 14th in 2018 over an identity theft charge for writing a check off her sister's account. Uh, the new inmate told her jailers he, she was eight months pregnant. About two weeks later, at 5 a.m., July 31st, Sanchez told deputies that she was going into labor. Eventually, she, she spoke with Denver, Denver deputies and the Denver nurses at, the, at least eight times that morning, informing them each time that she was experiencing contractions. Instead of getting Ms. Sanchez and her baby immediately, immediate medical attention, nurses and deputies at the jail chose to take a wait-and-see approach. Well, what does that sound like? That's a real Republican attitude there, especially to somebody named Sanchez. What the fuck does she need? Don't people like Sanchez just go out in the fields and, like, drop a baby and get back to work? I mean, why does she need a, a doctor here, right? Um, and let's see. She, they chose to take a wait and say, well, that's, what, that's the Republican attitude. Wait and see, meaning let's not do anything about it while we can rob and steal. It's like climate change. Wait and see, you know. We can always go to planet B in our next life. Better luck next life. 
let's see. As I'm trying to find where I left off. They chose to take a wait-and-see approach to their care, as though it were not patently obvious to anyone, with or without medical training, that Ms. Sanchez was in labor and required immediate medical attention. For hours, the pregnant woman screamed in agony, which was uh, uh, um, obvious to the jail and med medical staff alike from uh, a video feed from her cell. They took no action to provide care. The baby was born at 10.44 a.m., and the Denver Fire Department paramedics showed up at 11. They clipped the umbilical cord and gave treatment. Can you believe that? She had her baby all alone in a jail cell while screaming in pain and agony for help. You know how frightening that, that, that is? And the video is unbelievable. This is like a baby hanging out, and then they come in. It's like as she's screaming. How do you, uh, how do you allow that to continue? And not even go see. And not say, holy shit, call an ambulance. There's a human being having another human being. Oh, but her name is Sanchez. Well, what was I thinking? That's what it is. I, 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 there's this attitude now in right-wing land of dehumanizing people of color, of any, especially uh, of Latin descent... I don't know, I'm just speculating, but why, how, how do you behave like that? Sometimes I see things because, uh, as we know, I like history, I like reading about history, I like watching documentaries and things like that, about Nazi Germany. It's fascinating to me, all, all, all periods of history. Mostly I like Roman history, I like Nazi Germany history, because I like to study the human condition. I can't believe, sometimes I'm reading these things, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what human beings are capable of. But we're also capable of such compassion as well. So that's what needs to be nurtured. You know what I mean? And, I mean, of course you know what I mean. But I, the, the depths of depravity that we can all, not, not all of us, uh, uh, but I don't know. Honestly, I don't think that I'd probably, I, if something like that happened here, I, there would be no way, no way I, w I could go along with, even if I was, because I, I often think, because I was in the National Guard, so you, I never got any outrageous orders or anything, so I never had to put myself in that position. But if I was, let's say, at the border, and they told me to go shoot some people with tear gas that were running with babies in diapers i i don't think i could do it i don't know i maybe maybe uh, if i'm in a situation i i really i would end up in uh, being court-martialed i'm sure i don't know it's our duty not to follow illegal orders so how do you shoot at a had babies in diapers running for help. It's unbelievable. So, anyway, but I wonder. But this is, but people as a group, when you get together and then you have this group think, and that's what happens in republicanism and conservatives, the same thing, really. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter. It's conservatism is the problem. But the... the it's their, they are a massive cult of group think, as we know. And we see it unfold before our very eyes. 
every single day as they cover Twitler's ass and his crimes, everything that he does, that they would have been railing about Obama. Everything from kissing a dictator's ass to to um, try, uh, promoting his own personal hotel for, uh, I mean, the grift never stops. And it's right out in the open. But that doesn't make it okay. And I don't understand how Nancy Pelosi allows it to continue. Without an impeachment inquiry, I guess maybe I'll, they'll surprise me when they get back from their break. They, they don't have enough breaks, I know, to go to their corporate lobbyists and have a nice cocktail party to beg for cash. Because that's part of being a, an elective representative. They spend the majority of their day on the phone begging donors for cash. Give me a break here. And that's why it needs to stop. If we had, if we had, a, if we had a government that didn't have money in politics, that didn't have legal bribes built right into the system, a lot of these problems would already be solved. First of all, and I've said this before, the problem of republicanism would be over because Republicans don't get into government for altruism. They get into government to grift and steal and to rig it in their favor, as we can see with everything that they do. What do, what do they do? Some, somebody, there must be some story somewhere where I can look at this and say, oh, well, there you go. There's one good Republican. Can anybody have one? I'm still waiting. I'm asking this almost every week. But I, I've never, I've yet to have, have anyone contact me and say, hey, check, check this out. Here's a Republican doing the right thing. They never do the right thing. They don't do it. They, they do whatever they need to do for themselves. So. Is Nancy Pelosi ain't weak what you talking about? Is that... I don't know. I'm not saying she's weak. I mean, maybe she... Uh, how would I put it? I think it's bullshit that the opposition party is not holding a criminal, an outright criminal who received fewer votes, who is an illegitimate puppet of a foreign dictator, that the opposition party is not holding hearings, impeachment hearings on all his crimes. It should be on a goddamn loop on the, on the nightly news. And, the, and every day that goes by that they don't do that, they legitimize him. It's, he's, they're acting as if he's a normal president, that he's, we, he's somebody who is worthy of respect. Bullshit. That, oh, we, we respect the office. No, he doesn't respect the office. He sullies the office. He doesn't, he, he doesn't dignify the office in any sense of the word. He uses it as, a, as another criminal operation. He's, a crime, he's, he's in a crime family. He's a criminal. He's a crook. He's a grifter. That's it. There's, and I know that history will revile him as it always does revile the filthy fascists who grift and steal and abuse people. But what's it going to say about the opposition party that, that didn't do anything, that allowed it to continue? 
that wasn't standing up saying, this is a crook, this is a con man, and we're holding hearings, this is not okay. We, they have the right. This is a co they're in a co-equal branch of government, regardless of the fact whether Twitter likes it or not. All of the things that he's doing, just ignoring the subpoenas alone is an impeachable offense. And his crimes, his, uh, his collusion, it's bullshit to pretend that he's normal. It's, and it's not just him. That's the other thing that gets me. And we, we've talked about this before. This is what I fear about Biden, of course, is that we, this is the problem. It's the, we can't afford a DLC Democrat to follow this fascist bastard. Otherwise, the country is done. I believe that. We, we spoke about this last week with Bob Kincaid when he was on the show. I believe that if Biden or a DLC Democrat or so, someone, obviously, yes, you'll, if he's on the ticket, I will vote for him. But I, be, I, 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 I don't know. You Mark my words. I always say it sucks to be right. That's the name of my book that I'm writing. One of these days I'll finish. Maybe somebody will care and I'll finish. But... The, it's, it does suck to be right. I want to be wrong, but I have been right a lot about, I could see the future. I'm not a psychic, but you can, you could just look at the pieces. What are the, what's happening today? And then you can project into the future on this trajectory. Where, where, where does it take us? So what, like for instance, with the telecommunications act of 1996 on that trajectory, where does it take? Okay, so now we have exactly what I was saying. And what we, when I was in college, we were discussing. We, well, as we said, it's going to destroy the free, fair, and independent press because it's going to consolidate corporate power. And here we are with six giant conglomerates owning the entire media, basically. So, and that's not, that's not conducive to d- democracy. And, um, like, for instance, Reagan, all of Reagan's dirty tricks, and it all began there when they started to unravel the New Deal. And it sucks that it wasn't just Republicans. Then we had the so-called New Democrats, like Bill Clinton, who wanted to play nice with the Republicans and instead of doing the right thing, because the right thing never changes. If you want a functioning democracy and a strong, economically vibrant middle class, there's no, you don't have to be um, a mad genius to figure out how to get there. You build the country from the ground up. You, you have regulations that protect unions, protect workers. You, you have uh, mandated living wages. You have a strong social safety net. And it's not just all about sending people to college. That's one thing that the Democrats did in the, after the middle class started to be unraveled and become the, the, there is no middle class, okay? There used to be when you had the highest executives in the company got paid 25% or what was it? 25 times more than the lowest paid worker. Now it's what, 400 times, 450 times, even more. It, that's not democracy. That's not conducive to a functioning democracy. We're living in an oligarchy. So, you know, it's, it takes time. It, but it didn't take a lot of time. I've seen it's my, my lifetime. That's how it went. 
when I was born, there was we're still had a, 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 a strong, vibrant middle class. My father was a garbage man who was able to buy a home, ha, ha, go on vacation, buy a car every couple of years, retire in dignity. He didn't have to whatever, you know. He didn't have to work three jobs to get there. You know, he had one job. So, but he voted Republican because he listened to Rush Limbaugh on the way to his, when he was, go up to Atlantic City because he had free time. That's one of, part of being in a middle class means you can, you work and then you, you get some free time. You can do things that you like to do, you want to do. You have some disposable income. You can go play blackjack in Atlantic City if you want. You're not stressing out. Yeah, if I'm not that that's you know some people have gambling problems, but my father didn't didn't have a gambling problem. My mother did, <laughs> but that's a different story. And she never played the cards. She played the slots, which is like bullshit, frankly. Throwing dollars into that goddamn one-armed bandit. My mother had some problems and whatever. So she, she had her addiction. That was her addiction. She was a, she was a gambling addict, but whatever. She, she was fucked up. I got to be an alcoholic and a drug addict. I don't know what's worse. It all sucks. What else was I going to say? I mean, I have a lot to say. It's, I'm just sick of uh, all this bullshit frankly. I'm, just, I'm sick of uh, every man for himself. And I'm sick of the Democratic Party pushing that bullshit. Like, for instance, okay, I'll get off Biden for a second and get on Pete Buttigieg. His whole thing about, oh, I don't want to pay for rich kids to go to school. What the fuck is that kind of shit? What kind of bullshit is that? That is the kind of small thinking and also it's a very republican way of of presenting something i don't want to pay for rich kids to go to school well there you go again democrats divide and conquer you know i mean yeah we we talk about the one percent it's not about you know i we're talking about uh trying to create a functioning democracy that works for all the general welfare there will still be rich people you could still have a lot of money and go on vacation and do whatever the hell you want to do. But yet there is no, absolutely no reason that somebody needs to be a billionaire. No, what, no way, no how. They, they'll be fine. Half a million, they'll be fine. But to say I don't want to pay for a rich kid to go to school is saying you're setting up camps again. Other uh, camps to fight amongst each other. So... Where, where do you cut off? Uh, oh, it's 100,000, 125,000, 150,000. So every, anybody who's 151,000 in a family, they, now they walk around with a resentment saying, oh, well, you know, they, they get all the benefits. And this is what happens. So you have people a few rungs lo- higher on the ladder kicking down and, and being envious and, and, and aggravated at those lower on the ladder and then into that and that resentment steps a, a twitler steps a fascist 
And they start saying, look, it's all their fault. It's those brown people. It's that lady dragging her two kids in diapers across the border while we're trying to tear gas the bitch. It's their fault. It's not the system. But then we, so when we have Democrats come out and say that shit, it gets on my nerves. Because when you have the Democrats saying it, all I say to myself is like, God damn, we sure have a long way to go to even change the mentality. Look how many decades it took to change the mentality of, the, of uh, in general, just for about Medicare for all. It's th- they're still, I mean, I believe that this is an inevitability. It will happen here. I don't know if it'll happen in my lifetime, but it is, it's coming and they know it. And what the corporations are doing, they're scrambling. And that's why they're, they're these health insurance racket companies that we, we are constantly hearing from the corporate media how much we love we love the private health insurance racket. I don't know when the fuck I, anybody ever said to me, boy, I sure love that Aetna. I love when I got that copay. It really keeps me in line. You know, they used to, this is the reason why they have copays, because they believed when uh, this was whatever, I don't know who they are, but then the insurance companies believed that, oh, I guess maybe it was Medicare or whatever, but it was, um, they believed that people would abuse it. You know, you'd go so many, everybody's going to the doctor. If you're going to the doctor too many times, then that's another problem. You have a mental problem. You have, that's an illness in itself. And then, and go to the doctor and get help for, for Christ's sake. Yes, you have to have skin in the game. This is what they always say. But skin in the game? How about, uh, I feel sick and I need to go to the effing doctor. And if you're going to the doctor again and again and again, you're, you just have so much health care, you don't know what to do with it. You go, you're just going and going. There, you got a problem, and you need to be at the doctor to address it. So what's the effing difference? Because we, somebody has a problem, they have hypochondria, we, we can't have universal health care like the rest of the effing world. Give me a break. And I don't want to hear, oh, my God. The corporate media, I, I guess why do I, I guess I have it on in the background a lot and it gets on my nerves because it is, it's indoctrination. The whole, uh, they're going to take away private health insurance. And well, well, Tim Ryan, I don't know why we want to take away people's private health insurance when they negotiated these great plans. Well, maybe they can actually get some money in their paycheck. If we have universal health care and it's not the providence of a goddamn job where you don't have to be a serf begging your Lord for, he- for benefits. Be- you're a citizen. You're a free citizen of the United States. And we, the people, say that's uh, we take care of each other here. We're e pluribus unum. We don't leave people behind. Uh, even if you're in a union and you think you have great health care. How, how, you know, it's like that whole, that whole mentality. I got mine. Fuck that. I'm so sick of it. And that, they want to promote that. They, and who they, it's the, those in power. How do these people know what the hell they're talking about? When we, I mean, what the hell do they know? Frankly, what do they know? They're not, they live in a bubble. 
And they want to tell us all the time how much we love our private health insurance. The private health insurance is the problem. And this is why I'm terrified of a, B of a DLC Democrat. Because it will just be business as usual under the DLC. Except it'll be a little less fascist. They'll, they'll, but we'll still have fascism. There'll still be some, you know, healthcare for some, education for some. We'll still leave people behind. Oh, well. And there'll be the next fascist, the next Republican that gets into office is going to be somebody who can control himself. And it will be a him. And that's the end of this country. So this is what you get with a dlc -er. Mark my words, I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. And I want to thank Garfield. I just saw that you, Garfield Blythe, Blythe, thank you. He super chatted. You can use the super chat. That's very generous and appreciated, Garfield. Thank you so much. What else? Anyway, what a world, right? Isn't it depressing? Wouldn't it be nicer? Sometimes I think... I want to get rid of this knot in my stomach. I walk around with a knot of anxiety and, and, and agitation constantly about the things that go on and around me. And I wonder, wouldn't it be a better world if we didn't have, we, we didn't all have these knots in our stomach? I'm not saying everybody has it. I think that the other people, they, they, they say, oh, I can't, I can't, uh, you know, um, what was I going to say? I can't deal with watching politics. I don't, I'm, uh, I, it's too, too upsetting. This side says something and then the other side says something. And then I, I just tune it out. But that's part of the game that they play, that Republicans deliberately, and they've done studies on this, that they deliberately, um, they, uh, what do you call it, publish negative ads because they know it creates that kind of feeling in people, that they tune out the, the election, they tune politics out. So, and that's how they win. The less people vote, the more they win. And that's how we are here, with a fascist dictator who received fewer votes telling us that we can't have we can't fight climate change this is the other thing i wanted to talk about in this because i mean on this alone he should be impeached that we have a so-called president who is a dictator envying con man who received fewer votes but th that does not believe in climate change. He's, he's more upset about not being able to purchase Greenland. He's more upset about the negative reviews of his hotel where that's, infest, that are, that's infested with bed bugs. He's more upset about that than the, the fact that we are plummeting towards an, an, an uninhabitable planet. Inhabitable. I could, you know, these words I'm making up. Unhabitable. <laughs> it sucks. Sometimes I got words that don't exist in my head. But they should be words. And anyway, 
I got words. I got the best words. I got better words than Trump, that's for sure. But, so I saw, I just want to play this video so we can talk about it. This is Twitler. At, it will, yeah, he embarrassed us, of course. He went to the G7, and he wants it to be the G8 because he is a dictator, envy, and con man. He wants his, his buddy Putin to have a seat at the table. And the reason he's not there is because he, Putin invaded a, a sovereign territory and annexed it for his own, in, a la Hitler-style, and he was kicked out. Now, on, on top of the fact that he's actively attacking our elections, that he um, a, attempted the assassination of, of um, a former spy on British soil. Don't play it. Do you know what I'm going to play, Ed? <laughs> Just don't play Twitler. Don't play anything from Twitler. I know. I hear you, but... I'm gonna play it. I'm sorry. Just so we know what we're t what are we, what we're talking about. It, it's about a minute or two, minute and a half. It's it's Trump talking about well wealth. Uh, climate change. I know in the past you've harbored some skepticism of a science and climate change. What do you think the world should be doing about climate change, and do you still harbor that skepticism? Uh, I feel that the United States uh, has tremendous wealth. The wealth is under its feet. I've made that wealth come alive. Really? We will soon be... Isn't that ironic? You've made wealth come alive as we're on the precipice of destruction. Right now, the uh, Amazon is burning. Millions of animals that have nowhere to go are burning with it. But we don't give a shit. We, he's made wealth come alive, though, while he's poisoning the environment, uh, reducing emission standards so we can all choke and die. Uh, uh, you think that, do you think there will be repercussions of these actions? The Republican policies always come home to roost in other people's death. Do you think a little precious Ivanka's little bitch, bitches and bastards are going to be okay? I hope so. The, we will soon be exporting. In fact, we're actually doing it now, exporting. But we are now the number one energy producer in the world, and soon it will be by far, with a couple of pipelines that have not been able to get approved for many, many years. It'll have a huge impact. I was able to get Anwar in Alaska. It could be the largest site in the world for oil and gas. I was able to get Anwar approved. Ronald Reagan wasn't able to do it. Nobody was able to do it. They've been trying to do it since before Ronald Reagan. I got it approved. With because it's a bad idea, you dumb bitch. You dumb grifter. And it was only 5 effing percent of the, of the reserve. So there's not enough, right? Never enough for these greedy bastards. They want it all. Never enough that they own everything and run everything. They want it all. And they're going to they're gonna die. They're going to take everybody with them. Number one energy producer in the world. Soon it will be by far the number one. Uh, it's tremendous wealth. And LNG is being sought after all over Europe and all over the world. And we have more of it than anybody else. And I'm not going to lose that wealth. I'm not going to lose it on, on dreams, on windmills, which, frankly, aren't working too well. 
I'm not going to oh, lose it. So, God. Josh, in a, in a nutshell, I want the cleanest water on Earth. I want the cleanest air on Earth. Bullshit. And that's what we're doing. And I'm an environmentalist. You, a lot of people don't understand that. I have done more environmental impact statements probably than anybody that's, I guess, I can say definitely, because I've done many, many, many of them. <laughs> more than anybody that's ever been president or vice president or anything I even know. close to president. The people on the feed are screaming. I think I know more about the Stop. environment than most people. I want clean air. I want oh. clean water. I want a wealthy country. I want Fuck you. A, a spectacular country with jobs, with pensions, with so many oh things. Oh my God! And that's what we're getting. I know. So it's, I want it's to be horrible. very careful. At the same time, at the same time, at the same time, you weren't called. At the same oh, time, fuck you. It's very you important called, to you me. Little, very important little, to me. Oh. We have to maintain this incredible, this incredible place that we've all built. What you haven't built shit, you ha I, so the thing that the, there's so much there that's offensive and horrible and why I have a knot in my stomach every single day. I wake up every day and I I turn on the TV, of course, right? Why should I? You know, because I gotta keep up with everything, and it's always that that fucking voice coming out of the TV, that that Twitler voice, that horrible tiny petty little creature who has no business being anywhere near this the a great country if this was a great country we wouldn't be suffering under the the rule of a wannabe dictator con man uh, the only thing that trump did was that he exploited the holes in democracy the holes in our system and if we don't shore them up we're in it's like i said we're in trouble it's going to be over. The it's going to be the end of democracy, the end of the grand experiment. Twitter doesn't want, doesn't like the grand experiment. He hates it because it it takes somebody with strength. It, you're if it, it, Putin's a weak ass bitch, okay? It's a, you, it's weak to be a bully, and, and and an oppressor. It's strong to have a nation of laws that that considers everyone. A functioning modern nation. That's Putin wants. I mean, uh, Trump wants. Oh, well, Putin too. Putin wants. They want to turn this country into that into Russia. It, we're run by oligarchs with a with a dictator at the helm, and the Republicans are fine with that. But when Trump was going on about, he's an environmentalist. We know it's nothing but lies coming out of his mouth. He's not an environmentalist. He, doesn't, he wants clean water. That's the whole irony of republicanism. They, they have to pretend that they are liberals. You see what I'm saying? Even Twitler got elected or whatever, even despite receiving fewer votes, but he, he conned a lot of the dupes that voted for him using the rhetoric of, of, of uh, liberalism, of... Uh, Everybody can get health care. Everybody's going to have a great job. Everybody's going to have a, a living wage with a safe environment and safe working conditions. All of the, Those are liberal ideas. That's, a, that's what liberals actually fight for. But Republicans, just like they have to pretend to love democracy, they have to pretend that they're, that, that they're promoting liberal policies, except when they're 
you know, tickling racist funny bones. So when Trump is go- Trump is going on about, I want clean water, we want the best environment, the cleanest air, the clean bullshit. But he knows that that's what we humans want. That in our hearts and in our souls. That's why we are the the on the right side of humanity and the right side of history. That's what is right. We know what's right instinctually. It's not it's not right. <clears throat> to poison the water and not give a shit about the planet you live on and and, and to be a corporation that just rapes the environment and uses our America the Beautiful or wherever as a toilet for their corporate poisonous waste. That's not, that's not, you know, we know that instinctually. Children know that. They know to clean up after themselves. You don't, you don't behave like that. But the corporations and their enablers in the GOP and the, and the fascist right, you know, this is, they have to pretend that they're doing the opposite of what they're doing. They're, they have to pretend that they love the environment while they're poisoning the environment and, and creating a, uh, a lot of pain and suffering for us in the future. Because it's all going, it's all going to come home to roost. Republican Party policies always come home to roost. They always bite us in the ass. It's, there is no doubt. They, they pull the cork off. They, uh, whatever regulation they undo, like they just undid the Volcker rule, uh, where now, you know, I mean, we remember the financial crisis. It wasn't that long ago, but, you know, it wasn't enough. For banks, they needed more. They want to gamble with your money. And they want the FDIC to backstop it. They want to be able to... I mean, who wouldn't? You know, when my father would go to Atlantic City, why not use your money on the, on the table? Put, the, put that on the table. And when you lose, the American taxpayer has to, put, has to pick up the tab. I mean, it's a win-win for these grifters. But that's what Republicans do. They rewrite the laws. So they all talk about big business and fair and the free market and all this shit. Bullshit. They are full of it. They don't want, they don't want a, a, a free market. Uh, yeah, the market will decide. It's the free market will, will decide. You know, a competition, healthy competition. Bullshit. They want, they want to win. They want your money. And they don't want you to do anything about it. <sighs> right. Stephen Lee says, don't forget, Tara, your Social Security is an entitlement. Re- remember that. Yeah. Well, they're entitled to it, right? They want to get their grifter, greedy hands on it. So when Trump is talking about, um, uh, I want wealth, we have we- tremendous wealth under the ground. Once again, the Republicans are, they have it exactly backwards. They don't have wealth. The Republicans are talking about greed. That's a lot different from wealth. Being a greedy grifter is the definition of bankruptcy. And the Republican Party is morally, spiritually, intellectually bankrupt all all across the board. They are unfit. They are bankrupt. There's nothing, it's wealth Having a, a, a rainforest, that's wealth. Having a pristine environment is wealth. 
in a functioning democracy where the workers of the of uh, have a living wage and they have a decent middle class life that's all wealth where we live in clean and uh, we get to drink clean water and have you know i mean a uh, america the beautiful isn't just a toilet for corporate waste and we're not worried about uh, the repercussions of this greed constantly. He's talking about, oh, I'm not going to waste it on dreams. What are you talking about? The dream of an inhabitable planet? The dream of the effing shit that's tearing us right in the face? Of doing something about the problems we face? That's why Republicans are unfit. They don't want to do anything. They are, they would never, if this country, all of the great things this country has done, like go to the moon, let's say, Doing where we got together and said we're going to do something because it's hard, and we because we we can use it will harness the best energies of being a human being and go will instead of fighting wars and figuring out ways to kill each other, we're going to do something productive like explore space, and uh, you know Republicans would never do that. Are you serious? That's not for the Republicans. They are too busy uh, penny, uh, you know, nickeling, diming us, trying to get greedy wealth. Wealth. It's not wealth. There's a difference between wealth and greed. Isn't it wealthy if we have a healthy populace and, uh, and a livable environment? That's what I would call wealth. Not to Republicans. Wealthy. My ass disgusting these people are vile 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 disgusting oh god all right tara jr yeah health is wealth it's the truth so what kind of shitty environment are we gonna live in we're just gonna live in a, a slum a giant poisonous cesspool of corporate waste and have uh we'll be walking around with everybody we'll have asthma we'll be choking on shit and in this hot ass world with a storm, super storms will become the norm. And then we, what, what happens then? How much, it's, uh, what is that, penny wise, pound foolish? You don't do anything about the problems you face. They're all going to come bite you in the ass. What do you mean take my break, Ed the First? Why are you telling me to take a break? Yes, I need to grow the wealth. We need to grow some wealth here. Uh, speaking of wealth, please become a patron. When I say please, does that sound like I'm begging? <laughs> or maybe I say, become a patron. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a break. Well, I'm, I have to keep an eye on the clock because the show will end at 9.30. Do I want to take a break? I don't even know. Yeah, let's take a break. I'm going to play the Green News Report and Labor History in two. You know the drill, everyone. So it'll be about eight minutes. Okay? Okay, we all agree to meet back here in eight minutes. Or sit, hang out and listen to, uh, to Brad and Desi and Rick Smith, who his amazing... Labor history is great, and it should be a it should be a college course. It should not even college. It should be high school. We need to learn this shit. I'm going to get some more whatever this is in my cup. I, it's coffee. I have I haven't decided. I might make a cup of tea. 
It is a little late, but I could drink a whole pot of coffee and go to bed like a baby, sleep like a baby. Maybe that's why. Maybe I need to cut down on coffee. Maybe that's why I'm so high-strung constantly. All right. Yes, the conservative beatdown will resume shortly. My name is Tara Devil, and I'll see you in about eight minutes. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. Hectare after hectare of pristine forest just going up in smoke. International pressure and protests grow over record fires in Brazil's Amazon rainforest. Democratic National Committee shoots down climate-focused presidential debate. Keystone XL Pipeline clears another hurdle in Nebraska. Plus... President Trump denies a report that he wanted to stop hurricanes with nuclear weapons. The president of the United States floated nuking hurricanes. But he says he didn't? Yeah. Then he definitely did. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. David Koch of the zillionaire Koch brothers died. He was 79, but his family says they wish it could be longer, but at least he lived long enough to see the Amazon catch fire. (laughs) This is your Green News Report. Mourners are being asked in lieu of flowers to just leave their car engine running. Okay, Desi Doyen, this crisis in the Amazon rainforest is getting worse and worse by the day, by the hour, but before we get there, first big storm of the hurricane season? Well, it could be. As we go to air, Tropical Storm Dorian has formed in the Atlantic, and residents of Puerto Rico, who are still trying to recover two years after Hurricane Maria, are stocking up on supplies, while the President of the United States has reportedly floated the idea of nuking hurricanes. Axios reports that Donald Trump repeatedly asked senior national security officials about bombing hurricanes with nuclear weapons to stop them from hitting the United States. Now, first, that will not work. Okay. And second, yes, it would spread radioactive fallout to land areas around the world. Yeah, but if that land area is Puerto Rico, that may not be a problem for Donald Trump. Good point. NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, even has set up an explanatory website that says, quote, needless to say, this is not a good idea. Well, apparently, there is a reason that they need to say it. Meanwhile, in Brazil... Large protests have erupted in large cities across Brazil and outside Brazilian embassies around the world, with demonstrators demanding Brazil's right-wing president, Jair Bolsonaro, do more to fight the record number of fires now decimating the Brazilian Amazon, the world's largest tropical rainforest. Most of the fires are being set by illegal loggers, farmers, and ranchers clearing land in response to Bolsonaro's policies to open up the Amazon for development. International outcry has succeeded in pressuring Bolsonaro to deploy military troops and two firefighting aircraft. At the same time, at the weekend meeting in France of the G7, the world's seven largest economies, G7 leaders agreed to donate $22 million to fight the record fires, which was dismissed by critics as paltry. Leonardo DiCaprio's foundation has also pledged $5 million. The G7 leaders also agreed to assist in funding a medium-term reforestation plan. 
French President Emmanuel Macron warned that destruction of the Amazon is a global issue because it absorbs a chunk of humanity's carbon emissions, but also because of its influential role in driving global rainfall patterns. Brazil's Bolsonaro criticized that assistance as an attack on his country's sovereignty. So let me get this straight. The seven richest countries in the world could only come up with about $22 million, and Leo DiCaprio came up with $5 million all by himself? Yes. That is pathetic, isn't it? And on a side note, at the G7 summit, President Trump skipped the meetings on climate change, biodiversity, and oceans. Yes, and he was busy with a meeting that ran long with Germany and India, and yet somehow the leaders of Germany and India were able to make that climate change meeting. Go figure. In Nebraska, a major victory for the company behind the controversial Keystone XL pipeline, the Nebraska State Supreme Court has given the go-ahead to an alternate route for the Keystone XL. Environmental activists, Native American tribes, and local landowners have sued to stop its construction due to the threat of an oil spill contaminating their lands and water supplies. I can't believe we are still fighting about the Keystone XL pipeline. Well, TC Energy, the new name for the old pipeline owner, TransCanada, has not yet announced whether it will still move forward with that project. Bold Nebraska, a group opposing the pipeline, is asking 2020 Democratic presidential candidates to sign a pledge that they will shut it down if elected. Finally, the Democratic National Committee has voted down an initiative to hold a presidential debate singularly focused on climate change. That's a victory for party leadership and a defeat for environmental activists, demanding that the party do more to inform the public on candidates' comprehensive proposals to solve the climate crisis. And a defeat for the world. However, the DNC did approve a measure that will allow candidates to participate in non-DNC-sponsored climate debates. So for this generational challenge that will involve mobilizing the entire United States, two climate forums are scheduled for September 4 on CNN and September 20 on MSNBC. So there's that. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1935. That was the day that President Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed the Revenue Tax Act, more popularly known as the Wealth Tax. The act reformed the federal income tax to raise rates on the wealthiest in the nation. Those making over $5 million a year could pay taxes up to 75%. In a speech to Congress that summer, Roosevelt had explained his thoughts on wealth and taxes. The president said, quote, Wealth in the modern world does not come merely from individual effort. It results from a combination of individual effort and of the manifold uses to which the community puts that effort. The individual does not create the product of his industry with his own hands. He utilizes the many processes and forces of mass production to meet the demands of a national and international market. Therefore, in spite of the great importance in our national life of the efforts and ingenuity of unusual individuals, the people in the mass have inevitably helped to make large fortunes possible. Without mass cooperation, FDR said, great accumulation of wealth would be impossible save by unhealthy speculation. The president went on, 
As Andrew Carnegie put it, where wealth accumulates honorably, the people are always silent partners. Whether it be wealth achieved through the cooperation of the entire community or riches gained by speculation, in either case, the ownership of such wealth or riches represents a great public interest and a great ability to pay. Although FDR tried to win over the nation's wealthy by quoting industrialist Andrew Carnegie, he did not gain their support. Not surprisingly, many of the nation's wealthy lobbied for and used tax loopholes to evade paying the new tax rates. Like what you hear? Check out more at laborhistoryin2.com. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, everyone. And what else? Become a patron. God damn it. All right. And I'm going to the Minds event. That's why we're cha uh, changing the time this week. I'm recording it now. This will be on the podcast for Sunday. And this will be the Progressive Voices. We'll be playing this on Sunday. And I'm sorry there won't be a show this Saturday. Who knows what will happen? Maybe, maybe I will get shot at the Minds event by some right winger and hopefully not killed but perhaps I'll get shot and we'll get some we'll get some backing for the show that's the one positive thing about getting attacked by a right winger not that I want to I I I don't even want to go I got to tell you I'm not in the mood I got to drive 4 hours to talk to right wingers about not being racist, immigration, dim digital immigration, and physical immigration. Um, okay, whatever. We'll see what they have to say. But I'm not in the mood. Yeah, only a flesh wound. I know. Um, that's what I mean. I'm not saying. That's what I thought. If something breaks out, and I get shot by a right winger, it will be a good good for the show. That's the one thing that. Well, it's the only positive thing. As long as I'm okay. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, whatever. So, yeah, did you hear that amazing labor history? That was a really good one. Uh, the, his, I never heard that quote before, but as he was reading it, I looked it up. Wealth in the modern world does not come merely from individual effort. It results from a combination of individual effort and the manifold uses to which the community puts that effort. Gee, I thought wealth was right under our feet. Not dreams. The individual does not create the product of his industry with his own hands. Remember, this reminds me of when, was it Obama? He said, oh, you didn't build, oh, no, it was Elizabeth Warren, or something, right? You didn't build that, or maybe it was both of them. They took her out of context. You did, was that, see, this is, I'm waiting for my producers on the, on the feed. You didn't build that. Who said that? It was Obama. Yeah, okay. But he what is saying, what Obama was saying, was exactly what FDR is saying here. The individual does not create the product of his industry with his own hands. He utilizes the many processes and forces of mass production to meet the demands of a national and international market. Therefore, in spite of the great importance of our national life and the efforts and ingenuity of unusual individuals, the people in the mass 
have inevitably helped to make large fortunes possible. Without mass cooperation, great accumulations of wealth would be impossible, save by unhealthy speculation. There you go. What the hell? It would be impossible. That's the other thing. So we have these Wall Street banksters. That's what they do. Unhealthy speculation. But now it's all... all uh, all, what do you call it? Bets are off. Someone just texted me something. That's why I got distracted. It came dinging up here. Well, do do do. Who just texted me? Oh, Bob Kincaid. A quick heads up, if you're running Win 10, watch out for this latest humongous update. Damn thing takes forever and will erase every one of your sound card settings. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you, Bob. So anyway, let's back to the show. I feel like this, we, we are running off the, we're going off the cliff. What was I talking about? <laughs> How Republicans suck. Okay, good. Thank you. Yes, no, um... We're we're in big trouble. I'm glad that we meet every Saturday usually and sometimes during the week. Now, if you do become a patron, this is the whole thing. We're trying... Th 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 I want to make the goddamn show a daily show. We can't do it if I have to go out and get a real job. You know what I'm saying? We have... I mean, this is a job. This is a job. I have no days off, my friends. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you. I'm always out... Uh, having the website, this is the other thing that pisses me off. I wish somebody, if somebody's out there and listening, they, uh, yes, I have the website, RDT Daily. We have the Facebook page. There's 150,000 people on that page. It's not like that makes money. This, that, this does not make money, I'm telling you. It is a money drain. I'm a, I mean, for real. I, have, I can't even tell you how much money I've put in. It's, everything costs money. That's why I ask, okay, let's, if we, I see other people that have shows and they have a lot of patrons, maybe this is a way of helping the show grow and also, I mean, uh, honestly, I'm thinking, this, that's my, my concern is I'm not going to have any money for retirement. I'm not going to be able to retire. Not that I, maybe, who knows, something might happen. I don't know. Maybe I'll get shot by a right winger. I don't know. And then... You're, you know, I, I'll be like, oh, great. At least I poured all my money into that liberal website. But anyway, and then I think I try, I think my, I, I talk myself off the ledge by saying, you know what? You can't take it with you. And what else would I do? I can't, I'm not the kind of person that just sits around. I can't do that. I have to try to contribute somehow I would be miserable just sitting around and uh, I, I wouldn't be able to do it watching reality TV not that I don't do on occasion but I have to be involved and and I have to know what's going on in the world this is where we live well, I live this is where we live don't you want to be a part of making this a better place? Isn't that our duty, by the way? Make the world a better place? I don't even have kids. Some of these Republicans have kids. This is the other thing that gets me confused. How do you vote for a right-winger and you're, you have children? 
and you don't give a shit that they're they're just raping your planet. Oh, oh, right. They don't believe that. Just because you believe it. That's the whole thing. Don't they see a con man when they... I, no, they don't. What am I kidding? Who am I kidding? They don't understand. The, I just saw this farmer, actually. There was this... Uh, do I have this? I wonder. Let me, let me just do a Google. I thought I might have captured this clip. Or a farmer who... Well, I could probably just tell you about it. Uh, after I saw this Sonny Purdue mocking the farmers, and I, I, I thought of this farmer that I saw. Here it is. Oh, he's off the Trump train. Let me find it. I'll, I'll be able to play it. Hold on. And because now he's off the Trump train because, you know, it affects him. It didn't affect him. He wasn't off the Trump train when Trump came down the escalator talking about Mexicans being rapists. He wasn't off the Trump train when he put on a, a Muslim ban when he was... Yeah, I mean, we can go on. He, he wasn't on the Trump train when he said that uh, windmills cause cancer. He wasn't... You know, that was all fine. All those offenses. He wasn't off the Trump train when he... When Trump literally kissed Putin's ass in Macy's window on the world stage... Um, he wasn't off the Trump train when he's, he, uh, he's genuflected before the Saudi dictators and covered their ass when they lured a journalist into their embassy and dismembered him alive. He was on the Trump train then. He was still on the Trump train when, uh, he, when he was kissing Kim Jong-un's ass, even though Kim Jong-un gave us the, a great gift by sending home one of our American citizens in a comatose state. He was still on the Trump train when he found out that, the, that Twitler was, didn't give a shit about that, the fact that Putin was interfering with our elections and continues to do so. And he made a mockery of, uh, of our intelligence agencies. Those, those were all on the Trump train then. He's still there. But when it got to him, it's like that Pastor Niemöller. Then they came for me. But guess what? If you want to be a, a, a freedom-loving American, you really, want, you really want to be a patriot, you can't be such a sucker. You got to get your eyes open and look, know what you're looking at. You're looking at a con man. Not now. Now you're not looking at a con man. I'm saying when you're looking at Trump, you're looking at a con man. We know him here in New York. We know what he is. He's never been a successful businessman. And the thing about this farmer, I probably don't. Let me just play it for one second, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. You voted for President Trump. You liked his, I remember you saying, you liked his can-do, get-it-done attitude. So now, in this moment, when you say you're in a free fall, what is your message to him? Well... <laughs> My message is, is that certainly I, I did, and I'll say it again, I, I voted for the president just, just because of that. But I was on the Trump train, I was off the Trump train, back and forth. I finally got off at Helsinki, because I, 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 Helsinki was a mess to me. I couldn't stand the waffling and, and, and all of that with, with, with Putin, so I'm off the Trump train. Um, where I'm going for now is I got to protect my business. You know, a minute ago, the president, you played a clip that he said that we were patriots. Well, I'll tell you what, to me, that's just a design to make me continue to be quiet. And I'm not going to be quiet. 
Well, there you go. He's off the Trump train. He was on the Trump train because of Trump's can-do, go-getting attitude? Um, are you, are you fucking stupid, buddy? Can do that. That was a that was a reality TV show. When he sat there with that Mussolini puss on his face, saying "You're fired, you're fired." That was a TV show. That's not real. That's not reality. There's actually there's a fake wall. That's a fake boardroom. That's not a real boardroom. Those are that's all scripted. For God's sakes, you know, I mean, not completely, They, but they follow scripts. This is, it's a production. For It's not real. You know, when Ivanka was walking in and they all looked very concerned when Meatloaf didn't uh, sell the, whatever the, you know, he didn't step up during when he was project manager. That was a show. And you're a fool, man. I'm sorry. Well, I'm happy to hear that you you got off the Trump train at Helsinki. But why were you on the Trump train to begin with? Why is anybody on the Trump train? I mean, you it's you you being on the Trump train. Don't you have any dignity? You got a fucking reality TV star that is a con man who a serial bankrupt grifter whose whose business is cheating on his taxes and siphoning money out of his daddy's business tax-free. That's the Trump business. This is a guy that went bankrupt in a casino. That's like going bankrupt selling crack. A casino? That you know why he went bankrupt? I, I explained this before, and the because and this is for new people. The reason he uh, went bankrupt in the casino is because he sucks at business. All right, and this is well documented. All he does is stare at swatches. He doesn't have, he doesn't know anything about business. So when they went out and particularly bought all these chandeliers, is he wanted all the best. That's what Trump does. You know, he's like, I want the best here, the best. He will pay top dollar for everything. That's because he sucks at business. He doesn't know business. He doesn't know how to make a deal. He's never made a fucking deal in his life. He said everything handed to him. He was a millionaire by the time he was six because his daddy gave him the money. Not because he's a genius. This ain't no little man Tate or something. He sucks on all levels. He's not even a decent human being. That's why he's, he's so bankrupt like the rest of the Republican Party. That with all the education money can buy, his father sent him to the best schools. He grifted and cheated his way into these into these schools. Uh, he's still an ignorant asshole who doesn't know the difference between your and your and your. You know, I mean, he doesn't know two, two and two, t o o, t w o, t o, there and there. For all of the education money can buy, he still can't spell. The simplest words. And it's not even about spelling. Everybody makes mistakes. He is an ignoramus who doesn't know the basic English. That, uh, that he wants everybody else to speak, of course, right? So he's a con man. And he's, all, he's an intellectually inferior human being. Because all of his cons, these were all the old-fashioned cons. They're not, 
anything new. He didn't come up with a new game to, to grift on people. He, he wasn't doing anything that was interesting or creative. He was piggybacking like he always does, like slapping his name on the side of a building. He was just slapping his name on, the, on somebody else's con. That's it. Oldest tricks in the book. The, the con, whatever, uh, his uh, selling his vitamins, his shitty vitamins that he, he was selling. That's the, the one that gets very, that doesn't get uh, a lot of publicity. But this is a guy that had a vitamin f- um, scam where you had to pee in, a, in some kind of Trump-labeled contraption that had Trump's b- branding on it. Send it to yeah, the, the Trump scientists, supposedly, and they would send you back a bunch of vitamins that was supposedly formulated for you, you know, because like, to make your mind like a Trump or something. And I guess that means nothing but mush. Yeah, Trump University, which is a scam. That is why it was built. I mean, he's a, scam, he's a con artist. He, he went to... Turkey, I believe it was Turkey or Hungary, I can't remember now, to help somebody else's scam. He got a million dollars to um, to give the illusion. They were scamming the bank at this this point. This, these oligarchs, they were pretending there was a building that was going to go up. So they went and they got all these loans that they were never going to pay back, and they were just scamming the bank. And then they were going to declare bankruptcy. I don't know, the whole scam. I don't, I don't do scams. I don't know. So, but the, in order to to um, give the appearance of legitimacy, Trump was in, was uh, recruited, and he was given a million dollars to fly over and and take some pictures with a shovel. Look, hey, look here, bank. We already broke ground on the scam. I mean, the building. So, that's what you know. He he'll take some money to help you out on your scams, but he's not a he's not he's not smart. And he, they're saying, oh, he's, a, he's president. He's got to be smart. Look, he, he, no, he just has no moral compass. He's bankrupt. Like, the, like I was saying, uh, uh, this show, this show is titled The Bankruptcy, uh, The Spiritual, The Moral, The Intellectual, The Mental Bankruptcy of the Republican Party. That's, all, that's what he is. That's it. He's, he has no um, scruples. He doesn't care. He'll say what it, whatever he needs to say. He'll lie to your face, and he'll he'll tickle racist funny bones. He will. I mean, look what he said with um, with the pardon. That whole thing in itself, we ha- we shouldn't have pardons for the for uh, the the goddamn for a goddamn president. I mean, it's a layover from the from the kingly. Private, you know the whatever the the rights of the kings and bu- it's bullshit, but you shouldn't you can't preemptively pardon somebody for a crime they're going to commit. That's not the use of the pardon, even that in itself. What what do you think the Republicans would do if Barack Obama said, "Hey, go out and commit crimes, everyone, because I want this thing that I promised the the." The dumbasses. I mean, Obama would never talk like this, of course. What would he promise? Health care? I promised everybody health care. Go out and commit some crimes to get it done, and I'll pardon you after the fact. Right? I mean, it's, that's not how... That's an impeachable act, isn't that? 
to tell your minions go out and commit a crime? Don't worry, I got this. Because I, as all Republicans, I am now using my position of power not to make the world a better place, not to secure democracy or promote the general welfare. I'm using my position to ensure my privilege and power because he's terrified of losing uh, in the second, uh, a second term because then he can be indicted. So, God damn it. Enough. I mean, really, Pelosi, Democrats, I hope they come back and surprise me and say, hey, impeachment's on. I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> it's all the screaming, I guess. I'm trying not to scream. I mean, I just get excited. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't anybody? Look at what's going on. I get it's so pissed off about these these fake ass life. They love life, Republicans. I wish we wouldn't have these problems. They really love life. I don't care if you're really if they were really into Jesus the way that they always say. Except their Jesus is just a gay basher. That's about it. The, being a gay basher is their only religious obligation. But not, it's not about being a good steward of the earth. I don't even like arguing with them on their grounds either. I'm talking about their, their, book of, their ancient book of fables as if it has some kind of legitimacy. Like, oh, didn't Jesus say to what well, you did to the least of me, you did to me? What are they? They don't give a shit. Don't be gay. Hey, I don't want to bake your cake. That means they're going to heaven. They have no idea. That's what the, the hypocrisy is beyond comprehension. Because if they were really into Jesus, if they really believed, we wouldn't have these problems. They'd be out visiting their people in prison. They'd be clothing the naked and, he, and helping uh, the poor. They'd give all their money and, uh, to, the, to uh, the church to follow Jesus. I mean, isn't that what he told them to do? So let's see. As Trump was talking about the Arctic, let's see what it has to say. The Center for American Progress. Uh, in December 2018, the Trump administration's B Bureau of Land Management released a draft environmental impact statement for oil and gas leasing in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge in, in Alaska. The review was criticized for being insufficient and downplaying the impacts of drilling in one of the few untouched wilderness areas left in the country. Furthermore, leaked memos from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and other departments and, and the Department of Interior agencies suggested that BLM's data are lacking and outdated, identifying at least 20 major studies that should be conducted before giving oil and gas the green light. So... You understand what's happening? What they did is they concocted a pack of lies to release because they don't give a shit. The last 5% of the Arctic that is saved for, the, for wildlife, so we, because we have to live in concert with the other creatures that we share this planet with, but they don't, they don't understand that. They don't get it. They, that, that's the last 5%. It's not the, the Arctic, the whole thing. They, they can drill in every, they can drill in 99, 95%. It's only 5%. Oh, Reagan couldn't even do it. Really? 
Well, good. I don't know the story behind that, but something tells me maybe Reagan didn't want to fucking do it. But, I mean, really, other creatures wanting to live? Damn them. Screw them. Uh, and right now, the Japanese are now wailing again. Do you think that has anything to do with the fact that we have a grifter who doesn't give a shit about decency, morality, any uh, dignity, humanity, other creatures, being a decent human being? Yeah, that has a lot to do with that. And now, as uh, Hi-Fi Guy says on the feed, the... What I was I wanted to talk about too is the methane. I mean, it's it's uh, it never stops, right? Where is this? I just had it up. This is how much Republicans love America. They love you. They love the people. We the people. They love their their uh, amazing patriots, right? When you when you're choking on. So it says, uh, on, you know, on the poisons that they, they pour into the environment. Trump administration to relax restrictions on methane, a powerful greenhouse gas. So as we are fighting, uh, as uh, yeah, climate change, the hottest, the hottest year, I believe. I'm trying to find this, too. I need a better system. July was the Earth's hottest month on record. The longer the world waits to transition away from fossil fuels, the more draconian steps will be required. Known global reserves of coal, oil, and gas are almost three times what Earth can afford to, to burn. It's unbelievable. That's what Trump calls wealth. Something that is going to kill us. And wouldn't it be nice to just to have renewable energy? It's cleaner. It's not filthy. It's, it smells better. There's not, you know, you don't, uh, if something breaks, there's nothing but a splash. It's not, a, uh, oil spewing into the ocean where we're killing animals and destroying the inhabit and, uh, the environment. Let's see, where is it? All right. Uh, the Environmental Protection Agency announced Thursday that it plans to loosen federal rules on methane by allowing oil and gas operators to largely police themselves. Well, that always works out well. When it comes to preventing the powerful greenhouse gas from leaking out of new wells, pipelines, and other infrastructure, we know how that works out. I mean, that's the corporations, it's, this is what they're doing. Corporation, it's free reign on corporations. It's, it's, uh, it's a free-for-all out there. It's like, what was that? that show it's uh there was a show it's like supermarket sweep where they you just run in the supermarket for a minute and the monsters would chase you and you'd grab as many items as you can that's what it's like it's supermarket sweep but for the entire planet and nothing is chasing them they have all the time in the world to kill us all they're just smashing and grabbing it also challenges the notion let's, uh, championed under the Obama administration that the federal government has the authority to regulate methane without first making a detailed determination of that, that, uh, that it qualifies as a pollutant under the Clean Air Act. You know, but Trump loves clean air. He tells us that. That's what he said. Just like he said, Trump University was 
going to make people rich if they took his course or that Trump steaks were juicy when the or whatever the hell else a steak is. But when the reviews for Trump steak were were abysmal, people were like greasy, disgusting, the worst steak I ever had. And I feel bad for the cow that had to die to be a Trump steak. Honestly, I have more feelings about that than the people that had to eat a greasy steak. I, I mean, come on. Enough is enough with this. If, if successful, that change could hamper future administrations from enacting tougher restrictions on methane, which I don't understand. So when Trump, that's what they say, oh, well, they did it, like, for instance, Trump's tax breaks for the rich and uh, when um, Trump, Bush, the Bush tax cuts were, were made permanent. And nothing is permanent in this world. Why is it permanent? Can't you just write a law that say, no, um, we don't like this anymore. That's what has to happen. Already the Trump administration has taken several steps to limit the government's ability to regulate other greenhouse gases in the future, including in a recently finalized rule on carbon di dioxide emissions from power plants. So they're making America more disgusting, more polluted. The, the repercussions of that, the more cancer, more asthma, more diseases, more, more miscarriages, more lower birth rates, more infant mortality. I mean, all of these, these things that the Republicans are doing, all of the, the rolling back, all of these regulations, they have consequences, you know, cause and effect. But that's what happens when you put greedy, bankrupt, morally vapid, wastes of human DNA into positions of power and you allow them to keep going, allow them to run rampant without checks and balances. And then you have somebody who comes in saying, I'm the only guy that can beat them, but who is willing to reach across the aisle to the, the, the kinds of ghouls that got us here, that crashed the economy twice in a hundred years. Instead of saying to them, no, booby, you need to listen. We're going to do what's right, not what is uh, uh, not, not what makes the corporations who bribe us happy. It's not, you know, the, uh, there's this assumption in the media, in the corporate media, that it's anything center means it's right. It's correct meaning is what I'm trying to say. That, oh, everybody is in the, the, those are, you got the left, then you got the right, and then you got the center. And the center, we need to go to the center because the center, that's where all the correct things live. Because it's just too much on the far left. What's the far left? This is what I want to always say to these effing media mouthpieces. What are you talking about? Specifically, you have examples? What's the far left? Oh, Medicare for all. That's just too, too crazy. Don't get me going. Oh, not, it's so far left that the rest of the goddamn world is doing it for generations. So it's just wooey. I mean, boom, my, my mind, there goes my mind. Ba-boom. It's blown. And far right? Everything privatized. You know, but we all, uh, let's keep beating that drum. We love our private health insurance. Private health insurance. Who the fuck loves private health insurance? I want to meet the person. I really do. 
who loves private health? I've never met one human being that loves private health insurance. That's why I'm like, whenever I see this, I want to scream. Private health insurance, you know, they're going to take it away. Oh, well, good. It can't happen quick enough. And that's why I can't wait till see Bernie and Elizabeth Warren on stage with Joe Biden when he's saying, because he's being just as disingenuous as he's framing his argument. I'm here to protect Obamacare. I, I really believe in Obamacare. I don't want to tear it down and start over. Well, Medicare for all is not starting over. It's just allowing everybody to fucking have health care that we already have. It's about paying the bills. It's not starting over. It's like, okay, Medicare, you uh, start at 65. Now it's everybody. You can have one paragraph on a bill added to the Medicare bill, and that would be the end of it. And then we all get cards. We can use our Social Security cards or numbers, and that's the end of the story. When you get sick, you go to the doctor. When you need a prescription, you get it. You don't have to get a call from, a, from your pharmacist telling you, well, your prescription doesn't cover, your, your plan doesn't cover this prescription because, oh, they cover that prescription because they have some kind of deal and it's uh, more profitable. And, oh, oh, well, like when I got the flu twice, they're like, oh, you just had it. You can't get this medicine again. Like, the, like I want to get the flu again. It, I mean, well, maybe it wasn't completely eradicated the first time. I'm sorry, I had a relapse. I'm only human. I'm not just a, uh, uh, a host for corporations to suck profit. Right, Tara Jr. Jr.? Exactly. It's unbelievable. Sit down. Just relax, buddy. Just relax. <laughs> anyway, I'm just sick of it. And every day, I want to go on about Morning Joe again. I'm sorry. I guess because it's just I watch the show and it pisses me off. And here's my chance to share about it. To decompress about it. They... Every day, I think I'm, I, I must be living in Groundhog Day because I wake up around the time Joe, Morning Joe starts in 6 o'clock and I start hearing them go on about Joe Biden. It's like every single day talking about how nobody wants Bernie. Bernie's going down in the polls. Joe Biden's inevitable. I, I, I'm like, is this uh, a goddamn Joe Biden commercial? Let me just play, actually. I caught this I grabbed a little piece of it this is morning Joe this is how they started off this was on Wednesday and then it was like Tuesday it was the same thing the morning consult poll that came out yesterday uh, that showed um, uh, also Joe Biden with a big lead the Quinnipiac poll the first number that we have is a horse race number and it is Joe Biden just absolutely demolishing Donald Trump uh, and, so and does Bernie. Uh, Alex, what is that? 54 to, uh, to 54 what? to what, what do we have there? for Biden. Uh, Sanders tops Trump 53-39. Warren tops Trump 52 to 40. Uh, Harris has uh, her beating. Wait, I got to roll this back a little. Uh, Alex, what is that? 54 to, to, what? to what, what, do have, what do we have there? For Biden, okay. uh, Sanders tops Trump 53-39. Warren tops Trump. 52 to 40. Uh, Harris has uh, her beating uh, Trump 51 to 40. 
all of them hmm. beat him soundly. Yeah, so, yeah, so we have Biden, uh, Biden <laughs> up against Steve Kornacki, 54 to 38 uh, in the horse race. Uh, just absolutely crushing Donald Trump. Once again, I'd suggest showing that his strategy over the and past then month. And then look at the montage. Just, uh, it's it's roll, roll of also, let me Joe give you Biden. Really quickly, the head to head. Uh, Biden. Photos. Uh, not the head to head, but give you the Democrats. Uh, Biden is leading the pack with 32% of Democratic voters and independent right. voters who lean Democratic, followed by Elizabeth Warren Every at 19%. Every Sanders at 15%, mm. while Harris gets 7%. Mayor Pete's 5%, Andrew Yang 3%, and no other candidate tops 1%. If the 2020 presidential race were held today, as we were saying before, 54% of registered voters say they would vote for Vice President Joe Biden. <laughs> Shut the fuck I mean, like, every goddamn day. Isn't this a primary, for God's sakes? And they're like, so the poll numbers say Joe Biden, 54 to 39 Bernie Sanders, 53 to 38, or whatever it was. It was like one point off. And they're like, oh, Joe Biden is absolutely crushing it in the polls. Crushing, crush, crush, crush. I feel crushed. I'm getting crushed by this goddamn bullshit that's being peddled constantly. Let the primary play out. The fact is, they, the corporate media has a vested interest in a DLC Democratic candidate. That's the bottom line. They don't want things to change. And that's Biden's message to them. Don't worry, everything's going to be the same. But the fact is, I know, okay, yes, we, we will all vote for Joe Biden because whatever. And cross our fingers. But the fact is, we need to get out our base. We need people to be motivated to get out there. He has no, um, he's got no following He's not selling out in uh, stadiums. I mean, Elizabeth Warren just had a had a rally of 15,000 people. I, I would love to see Bernie and Elizabeth team up. That would be my dream team. But I'm so sick of this Biden bullshit constantly. Absolutely crushing it. Um, I have yet, on top of it, to really meet somebody that's, like, excited about Joe Biden. Uh, who's I can't wait. Um, they're excited about getting rid of Twitler, but the, he's not a shoo in. I'm telling you, I, I'm not, you know, I said I'm not a psychic, but I know I could see the end of the story. He is not, if Biden is the nominee, it's not a guarantee. It's going to be hard no matter what. We need, but we need to have somebody in there that's going to inspire people to take this country back. Just like Trump did to however the grift that he sold his dupes. We didn't fall for it, but it's a matter of saving this country on top of it. But the the corporate media, they want Biden because he's going to, he's not going to do anything about Trump's tax cuts. What's he going to do? He's going to, what, um, open up Obamacare a little bit more so he'll increase the subsidies who cares? The problem is private health insurance. But, oh, uh, and I don't appreciate, that's what I was saying, that uh, the, the way that he frames it, that it's, I'm not going to scrap, scrap Obama, uh, uh, um, Obamacare. I'm going to fight for Obamacare. Like, oh, um, you know, it's part of the problem. The problem is for-profit health care and the for-profit 
insurance racket. But he needs to, he's not going to do it, though. I was going to say he needs to understand that. But that's not who he is. He's a creature of the swamp. And then when he gets in there and all of those disaffected Obama voters, when Trump starts hammering Biden on his vote for NAFTA and all of his swampiness, they're, it's, you think they're going to be motivated to get rid of Trump? He's a grifter. He's going to start playing up his so-called, uh, you know, his liberal side saying, I love the clean environment. I love clean water. I love your jobs. I'm bringing your jobs back. It doesn't matter. Uh, they will believe it. Manufacturing jobs are go- have gone down under Trump. It does not matter. He will lie. And, you know, if, the, if telling the truth about someone's record is attacking them, which is, I've been accused of this, stop attacking Joe Biden, we're just talking about his record. That's the, that's the problem. He's got a very le- uh, right-wing record in a lot of cases. And it's, um, you know, it's something that is a weakness. So, for the inevitable. For the inevitable? Are you kidding me? <sighs> Plus, the other thing is, as I said, if I know that if we get Biden, we're, the fascism, we might, we might as well just resign ourselves to fascism because it's coming. And it's here, and it's also, uh, it, well, it's here now, but it's, we're not going to reverse fascism, and the next one that gets in there is going to be, is, it's just going to put the na- last nail in the coffin, and we're going to be done. Then try getting it back. Because Republicans will learn. They'll learn not to put a, someone who can't spell, doesn't know the difference between two, T-W-O, T-O, and T-O-O. So let's hope that we, the Democrats, don't do it again. The Democratic, the DLC and the uh, DNC don't, don't. Uh, we don't have a repeat of the last time of a of something that was a. It should have been a cakewalk. That they should have. Uh, it's like oh, Hillary had to overcome all of these things. The, she should have blown him away. It re- regardless. It shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been a squeaker in any sense of the word. But they're still playing that game, so he could still win the electoral college, and he knows it. And with the help of Russia and everything else, we are in trouble. All right, guys. I see the time. Oh, mamma mia, mamma mia. My name is Tara Devlin. We're gonna meet here next Saturday, uh, not this Saturday coming up. Because I'm going to the Minds of Ed, please go check it out. If you don't have anything to do, come and join me and use the code TARABUSTER for 15% off tickets. I'm going to fight some right-wingers. I'm going to try not to get shot by a right-winger. But I'm going to try to get home alive. And, you know, in one piece so we can continue fighting fascism together i want to thank everybody for who who um has are patrons of the show i'm sorry i forgot to read off everybody's names but i will i'll do it again it's not that i don't appreciate you believe me i love you i literally i am in love with you okay i'm not kidding this sounds like maybe that i'm being stupid but i respect you as well that's the other thing because i this can't be done without you. So I hope that 
you know that I do very much appreciate everything that everybody is doing. I'm not sure if the Minds thing is going to be online. If it is, I'll post it. So that'll be good, right? At least maybe you guys... And the, my thing is at 11.30 in the morning on Saturday. So I hope they film it. And hopefully we'll get a copy of it. And I'll be able to post it after the fact. That'll be good. All right, guys. I see I'm running out of time. I just went over two minutes. So now I'm going to have to cut the damn show down for two minutes. It's going to be annoying. So anyway, my name is Tara Devlin. Will Please hang out. Every week, Saturday at 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And in the meantime, please give the show a good review on iTunes. Become a patron, all that stuff. And like I always say, we stick together, we win, and we will win if we're smart. So my name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you next time.